That was uh, a little portion of our trip um, to the Dream Center in Los Angeles, which was a culmination of just the amount of work that we put in, these 10 students put in all year long to go and serve, and it was beautiful just to see, um, like how many of you parents were just blessed to see your kids actually working? Like anybody? Yeah. So they can do it, just so you know, I saw them. Some of them need a little bit of prodding, but I won't say who, Devin, but um, (laughs) I'm just teasing, I'm just teasing. They all worked super hard, and it was beautiful to see just the amazing spirit that these uh, 10 people had, Tammy and, and Devin and Luke, and well, you'll meet them all in a few minutes. So it was beautiful to watch them go and serve. So basically what we've done is nine months ago in September, we started the discipleship program this year, and from what I've heard, it was the best year. Now, it was my only year, so I have nothing to compare that to, but... I kept hearing it was the best year, and I really think it was. We had 10 people who just wanted to grow deeper in their relationship with God, and it was an amazing experience. It feels like just yesterday we were going through orientation and telling them what they were and weren't allowed to wear to school and, you know, all those sort of things, and and here we are sitting at the Dream Center where one of the pastors said that our group, and it's, you know, it's that thing where you show up and they're like, this is the best group ever, you know? And then next week they say, he was, he was literally like, guys, this is the best group we've had through here. You guys are it. You have served. And every group kept saying that as we came through. They were just like, your group is really blessing us. And they were going out and they were praying for people in parks who had no homes, no, no jobs, nothing, just nothing. And, and your young people were going out praying, them, praying with them, telling them about Jesus, telling them that there was hope for their lives. And it was beautiful to see. We stood in a place called, um, it was called Skid Row. And it sounds like when you hear Skid Row, you think of a row, right? And just a street maybe. Skid Row in L.A. is 50 square blocks of homeless people. 50 square blocks. They say at the Dream Center that there's 550,000 homeless people in Los Angeles. And so our team went out into those areas and we prayed and we would stand in a circle in the middle of Skid Row in the middle of the darkness and we were singing songs to Jesus and praying and and there was used needles in the the ground around us. Like just people that are, are taking heroin shots and different things like that. But we went out there and we would pray with them and the light would shine in the darkness, and there were people who were coming into the Dream Center and finding hope for their lives because of that, because of your young people. So give them a hand. That was amazing. In the video, you saw um, a few different programs that we were a part of. Adopt a Block, which is really just going out and showing the practical love of Jesus Christ in the community, so picking up garbage talking to people, asking if you can help anyone. It was pretty amazing. We were doing kids' church in areas like South Central Los Angeles, Compton, Los Angeles. Uh, some of these neighborhoods that are just like the no-go zones, you're not supposed to go there. And we were there as the church showing the light of God, and people were thankful that we were there. It was amazing, playing basketball with little kids. And, and you know what? I'm going to tell you, I was the best white guy out there playing basketball <laughs> because Cole hurt his leg, so... Um, <laughs> It was awesome. And they were like, who is this white wonder just dropping? (laughs) They didn't say that's a lie. But anyway, 
It was beautiful just to see, you know what, when you go out with the heart of Christ, which is what we've been trying to train these people to do, a discipleship program is not to make perfect people. It's to make people who care about their world, who care about knowing who they are in Christ and caring about the people around them. And, and your, your people went out and they did a fantastic job representing the Father's house. It was really beautiful just to see that. So they had held kids' church right in the middle of Compton and, and South Central. It was beautiful to see. They did a food truck where you could see us loading food and we would go and we would hand out these food in these neighborhoods where people had nothing. And they were so thankful when we showed up. The Dream Center hands out a million pounds of food a month. Isn't that something? And your young people were out there doing that. It was great. And so Pastor Matthew Barnett said this, and this is one thing that, that I loved when we were at the church service. He said, if you think church is Sunday mornings, you've got church all wrong. He said the church is Monday to Saturday, 24-7, and Sunday is where you come to get filled up to go back out and do church again. And I was like, dang, man, that is a quote. And so the thing that we talked to our young people about was that, you know what, we may not have the same problem here in Morinville. We don't have a, a large amount of homelessness. We don't have a skid row of homeless people. But one thing that stood out to us when we went to the Dream Center in our discipleship program was that Matthew Barnett has set up this thing on the wall that says, find a need, fill a need. So what is the need in our community? And isn't that what we're called to do as disciples and what we've raised these people up to do is to become disciples who will go out with the heart of Christ and find the needs in our community, find the needs in our friendships, find the needs in our families, whatever that looks like, and fill it with the love of Christ. So I was really blessed to, to be a part of this amazing program where these 10 men and women went after it with God, they came in with a heart and a hunger and a desire to know him, and they're leaving equipped and ready to just change this world, change this community. So I'm going to invite the 10 of them to come on up here. Would you give a hand as they come on up right now? They're going to share real quick with you guys, um, just, just a little highlight, they're not going to go on forever, but we wanted to give them a chance just to introduce themselves to you and to just share uh, a little bit about what God has done in their life. Oh, here comes Tammy, still waiting on Tammy. Tammy hurt her knee in LA, and we, we, it, we yeah. We helped Tammy. We bought her a cane. So anyway, we love Tammy. I'm going to start here with Cole, and we're going to work our way down, and you guys just introduce yourselves and share something with the crowd, okay? Hi, my name is Cole. Um, one thing I learned this year is that God's activity is everywhere, and we're actually invited to come join him where we are, um, and how exciting that can be, and I realized that there's a call on my life uh, that's bigger than me, and God wants something so exciting for my life, and he wants to use me, and I and I really saw that in L.A. when I'm just some guy from Morinville who went all the way to the Dream Center and, and just served where I could. Um, so I realized how exciting that is um, and just that there's a purpose for my life that's, that's bigger than I thought. Hi, my name is Luke. And um, one of the most valuable things I think I learned this year, it's hard to pick one, but um, just learning that God is actually with me all the time. Holy Spirit is actually with me all the time. And I can actually hear his voice. This year actually really helped me to learn to do that, to learn to identify, you know, that peace and that presence within, you know, that you just feel and, and know when something is right. 
you know? Um, this year really helped me just develop that, and um, even just going and, uh, going and serving showed me how, how practical um, the kingdom is, and, uh, you know, the story of how that place got started, just seeing a need and filling it, um, just really impactful as well. Hi, my name is Brenna. And um, in discipleship school, we learned, like, so much. Like, we learned so much about the Holy Spirit. We also learned a lot about the New Testament and how it was written, when it was written, who it was written for. And we just, we learned who we were in Christ. We learned so much in it. But the one thing that I really took away from it, it was this year was a year that God really uncovered who I am. And he said, here are your problems that you're making, and here's where you need to grow, because I want you to be so much more than what you are right now. And so this year, I just really discovered who I am and who I will become, hopefully, through God and through everything from him. Hi, I'm Dana. Um, there are so many amazing things that I learned in MDS, but the main thing, like Brenna, I learned who I am. And I took stuff that I thought in my head, and I moved it to what I believe in my heart, and that I'm just, I'm great, and I'm loved, and that it doesn't matter what people think of me, what, the only thing that matters is what God thinks of me, and he always thinks the best of me. Awesome. My name is Sam, and uh, this year was just amazing, just all around. But the one thing I actually got from it is just looking around, and, and I can actually see the change that God is doing in people's lives. You know, when we went to L.A., and there were some people that, you know, were broken, and they were sad, and they were, you know, using and all this stuff. And I just said, you know, God's going to change something in that. That's the really thing I was just to keep faith in that, God has his ways, God has his plans. Um, hi, my name is Devin, and one of my biggest takeaways from this year at the discipleship school would be the fact that you're never too far away from the Holy Spirit. Like, I see in Skid Row people who are in, like, the darkest of dark places, but yet they can still find the Spirit, and they can still find hope for themselves and in their lives. And I think that's, like, something really important to me for like when I might be feeling like lonely or just down in the dumps, I know that I can always find hope within the Holy Spirit and he's always just there waiting for me with open arms. Hi, I'm Kim. And um, I think there's so many things that I learned this year. Um, I learned, like everyone said, who I was in Christ and how to hear God and stuff like that. But um, one of the biggest things is I actually learned that God is the God of miracles. And that was like, I changed him for me. Like it's, it's pretty true, it's really true. But um, just even hearing the testimonies from people um, from the Dream Center, I could just see that, like, they came from a place of so much darkness, and now that they're serving at the Dream Center and just doing what God wants them to do, I think that's definitely a miracle. So, Hi, my name's Hannah. Um, I think one of the biggest things sticking with me right now, because we've learned a lot this year, but I think it's just the heart to serve, especially coming back from L.A. And, and being at the Dream Center for a week and being able to see how they reach every single area of their community that they can. I just really understand the heart to serve in, in not only the church, but in your community, in your work life, in your home life, just to have the heart to serve. Hi, my name is Matthew. Um, I learned so much this year that it's hard to like pick one thing, but I think the biggest thing I learned is how big God works and such like the Dream Center where they reach out to other people. Hi, I'm Tammy. Uh, this year I learned so much. I learned about God, 
who God is, how he works. And in L.A., I really learned what it means to serve. I thought serving was just like in the church, but it's not. It's in the world. And the more we go out and serve, the more we can help people and turn them towards God. Awesome. Why don't you give him a hand? So proud. We're so proud of each one of you. Cole, I'm proud of you. Luke, I'm proud of you. Brenna, I'm proud of you. Dana, I'm proud of you. Sam, proud of you. Devin, proud of you. Kim, (laughs) Hannah, I'm proud of you. (laughs) Kim, I'm proud of you. Matthew, I'm proud of you. And Tammy, I'm proud of you. You guys did a great job. And Pastor Greg, I have a microphone for you here. Pastor Greg is going to share and give a little commissioning message to them. And then uh, we're going to pray over them, and then we're going to move on with the rest of our our service today. So, Pastor Greg, take it away. Hang on, I'm going to turn around because I'm talking to them. So, just you're part of the conversation. Is that fair? So really, guys, uh, you know, one of the hearts of our church, very much so, is, is servanthood. And so, you know, I think that you learned that incredibly when you were away. But, you know, on the last, how important is servanthood? On the last night before Jesus was crucified, of course, they have the Last Supper, the infamous Last Supper. And uh, when you come into uh, a place, uh, you know, they had rented this room, and they were having supper together. And when you walk into the room, what you would have seen is a towel and a basin of water. And what happens is there's a servant there that washes the feet of the people coming because their tables don't sit on chairs. Their tables are very low to the floor and you sit down. And so there's stuff on your feet when you've been walking around in sandals all day and plus 35 weather, you know, it's like there's stuff, you know what I'm saying? So they wash the feet of these people so that when you're eating dinner, there's not this like, what's that odor? It's not the meat, it's something else. And so what happens is there's no servant there. There's no, nobody to wash feet. So everybody walks in, and they all take their positions and their places uh, according to how they, the hierarchy of how close they want to be to Jesus. You know, I'm sitting next to Jesus because I'm his favorite, and all these different things start to happen. And so they sit there for a while, and then Jesus, um, you know, he, he's, he's watching, and uh, the meal's about to be served, the Bible says, and Jesus gets up from his place, the center of the table, And he gets up and he grabs the basin and the towel and he starts to wash the feet of the disciples. And of course, you know the story, Peter freaks out and he's like, you're never going to wash my feet. And Jesus is like, if I don't wash your feet, you're going to have no part of me. And uh, it's kind of this incredible story. But I'm going to read the scripture to you now, what happens. A dispute arose among them in Luke 22, to which they were considered, which one was considered the greatest you know, like the greatest discipleship school year, stuff like that. Um, Jesus said to them, the king of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them themselves are benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who's at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you uh, a kingdom, just as my Father conferred on me, 
so that he may eat and drink at my table and at my kingdom and sit judging the 12 tribes of Israel. The Message Bible puts that last verse this way, guys. Now I confer on you the royal authority my father conferred on me so you can eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and be strengthened as you take up responsibilities among the congregations of God's people. So understand Jesus is holding a towel while he's saying this. And he he's explaining as he's washing the feet and he's saying, you guys are arguing about who's the greatest, who's the best. I'm telling you the best one among you is going to be the one who serves. And so, you know, I think he says that last line, you know, like I confer on you, you know, the, the same thing that God conferred on me. And what I think he did, I can't prove this scripturally, but I see it in my mind's eye. I think he took the towel and he threw it at Peter. <laughs> Except Peter caught it. <laughs> Let me try that again. You ready? Yeah, right there. Thank you, Cole. I kind of aimed for your face. It was a little scary for you, I know. So, uh, you understand? This is, this is your diploma. This is the diploma we give you. It's a towel. <laughs> because you're being conferred the royal authority of God. And the royal authority of God, Cole, is to go and to serve. Among the congregations of God's people, which means within the communities of God's people, which means in the town that you're in. So Pastor Matt is going to hand you guys a towel now. And uh, there's your diploma. You can take that into Nate and say, I did a year of discipleship school. And they'll say, and they're going to ask you, okay, tell us what you did there and tell us all your academic achievements. Just hold up the towel and say, I need a year off of Nate now because I've taken a year of discipleship school. I mean, it'll work for some people. And then we have diplomas to give. So Pastor Matt, why don't you hand those out as well? That one's the one you take to Nate, by the way. <laughs> awesome. Let's give him a hand, church. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, your MDS class of 2019, 2019. Take a bow, y'all. Take a bow or a curtsy. Why don't you just stretch your hands towards them? We're going to pray. Father, we are so thankful for the heart that is in every one of these amazing men and women of God. And Lord, they will always be students of you. Lord, we'll all be disciples growing in you, but Lord, I am so proud, and how much prouder would you be of each one who has chosen to follow after you and to walk in your footsteps and to share your heart with this world. Lord, would you fill each one and seal each one just as a confirmed disciple of Christ, Lord. We are just so thankful for the time we got to spend with this group. They are amazing. We love them, and we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time. Give them a hand, guys. Okay. Andrea, why don't you come on up here? We're going to... 
say our goodbyes, which is pretty crazy to think. But we have spent a great season in Morinville, and uh, thank you for coming and sharing with us. This is my wife, Andrea, and our littlest daughter, Taylor. Hello. Can you say something? No, not today. She wanted to. So when we came here, well, it was, it was about eight or nine years ago, we came back to Morinville, and... Andrew and I had been in, well, it wasn't a great season. Hey, I'm going to grab a microphone for you too. We had gone through a really hard season. And uh, when we got here, it'd be hard to say that we weren't a little bit bitter and angry towards ministry. And we came and sat in the church for a little while, and man, did God ever heal our heart. Hey? Hey? And I remember after being here for about a year or so, I still was, was really struggling in my heart towards God and towards people. And, and, and I remember Kathy and Doug had been praying for us and Pastor Greg and Betty and many others, Mrs. Agri and lots of others um, had been praying for us. And we got invited over to Kathy and Doug's house. And uh, we sat in their living room and Kathy had had a dream. And the Lord really just showed her the, the hurting that was going on in our hearts. And she said, you've been hurt by authority, and, and you're waiting for an apology. And it's true. I had been sitting there waiting for an apology for the hurts that I had suffered and, and struggled with and Andrea. And, and she said, but the Lord says an apology is not coming. But your Lord identifies with your pain. Because when he hung on the cross, nobody said sorry to Jesus for what they did to him on that cross. And he knows what it's like to be hurt by people who love him. And I tell you, in that moment, the Holy Spirit sucked poison out of our spirits. And we were free. Hey, you can say something, but. <laughs> well, you're talking. <laughs> And, and after that, you know, we really started a life towards ministry again. And it wasn't long after that that Pastor Greg invited us back onto the staff. We, we were invited out here by John and Esther Booker, who are where in the room right now? The back row. <laughs> back row. I don't know how John got my phone number, but we were living in Airdrie, struggling, and... Oh, Okay. <laughs> And he phoned me and offered me a job to come and work with him, and, and it was a real blessing to our family. It took 15 minutes before I knew who I was talking to, though, because he wouldn't tell me who it was or what the job was, or it was just excitement from them. They invited us to come out, and we worked with John and Esther for a season, and we loved that, and we worked at the alfalfa plant, and we loved that. We started a care group with some of the most amazing friends that we've ever made in this church. And I don't know how many of you are here from our care group days, but man, we love you. And we're so thankful for you and, and the way you blessed. You're welcome? Who said that? No, not you. Not Evan. Shara. But anyway. We made some of the most amazing friendships in that care group. And out of that care group, we were then offered the position to come back on as 
as youth pastor, and, and we, we decided that was good. And then Evan and Shanna from the care group came with me. And man, I'll tell you, when a, when a group of people come together with one heart and one mind, and, and they love Jesus, and, and the Holy Spirit gets involved, I'll tell you, there's, there's not much God can't do. And I want to read a scripture to you from Philippians chapter 2. And, and while I do that, why don't you say something real quick while I pull that up? All right. Yeah, I just, same thing. Matt already said it. But, um, yeah, I'm so thankful for the friendships we've made here. Um, yep. Like, or not. <laughs> Woo. Philippians chapter 2 says this first one. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. So we really found that here at the Father's house. We found a group of people who were not making it all about themselves. They were not doing anything out of a vain interest or trying to make a name for themselves. What we found here was a family that we needed to find. We found friendships. We found people who were going after Jesus and wanted to see Jesus move in this community. Are you ready to go? Try again. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, thank, so thankful for our friendships. Um, it really has been family. Um, we don't actually have any family in Mournville um, or kind of around. So it's just really been a real family, like just same-minded, um, and so thankful for that. Um, and just I've really enjoyed just serving in this church. Um, you know, served in kids ministry and women's ministry and. Um, you know, even cleaning the church a few years ago, like, I enjoyed every bit of it and just was thankful to serve. Um, grew, I grew so much the last, the few years we've been here and just knowing, you know, that God is for us and for everybody in this church. Um, you know, you guys have a big season coming up and, you know, the church building and, you know, I just want to encourage you and just be, um, you know, be that family, stick together. Um, you know, serve this community just with, with God's heart and God's love. And we're not, we're not abandoning you guys. We're, you guys are going to be, you know, in our hearts all the time. And just, we're just so thankful for um, our time here. We've loved it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's family. It's, so it's hard to say goodbye, but thankful at the same time. Awesome. So when we, we, we wrapped up our care group, I know we're bouncing around a bit, but we don't know how to do this properly. So, <laughs> Shannon Carlos came with us. Evan Soper came with us. Josh and Chelsea McManus, who just went to be missionaries, came with us. Morgan Kay jumped in. Allison Benson. Mitch Fraser was a youth at the time who grew into one of the most amazing young men you'll ever meet. Michaela Siemens. Oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Michaela Siemens, same thing. 
started off as a youth for a couple of years and then became one of our amazing youth ministers. Matthew DeRoche, Josh Melvin came on and is now serving as the intern at the Bon Accord youth site. Mackenzie Hyen, Skyler Fallerider, <laughs> Falarto. I'm not sure how to say that last name, but anyway, Skyler joined us. Just kidding, it's Skylar Filardo and all that. There was Wayne Fawson and Anna Fawson and Ronaldo Turner who started with us and a few of them that started and then realized I wasn't Pastor Peter and left really quick. So <laughs> I guess I'm still thankful for you too, but just, no, I am. It's seasons come and go, right? And so what we found is that with a group of people serving Jesus, we can do anything. Look at what a group of people in this church has done. We saw hundreds of young people come to know Jesus. As a group of people, we've moved a church across farms and done the impossible. We've seen hundreds come in to know Jesus in this church alone. It's, it's amazing what you can do when you're one heart and one mind. So we just want to say thank you for our season here. What's next? We're leaning towards Kelowna or Calgary. So we have to make some decisions. Um, we have some options. We've had a few churches phone us and ask us if we'd be interested in taking over, which has kind of complicated some things. But for the time being, we're still going to be here for a while. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Just so you know, we're going to be spending a season just praying and believing and hearing God and, and looking forward to that. So I know everyone's asking me where, when, and if you can come with me. Yes, you can. Um, I tease Pastor Greg about that all the time. Whenever he's ministering to someone, I'm like, if you're not adequately being ministered to, you can come along. No, no one's joined. Yeah. So, good riddance, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> just, thank you so much for our time here. We love you. And uh, that's it for now. Yeah. Amen. Just be seated for a couple minutes. I, uh, you know, we've been on this journey for a long time, you and I. For many of you that don't know, Matt lived in our basement. We, we first moved here 15 years ago, Betty and I. We got a phone call from Matt's pastor and said, who said, um, I got a young guy I'd like to send out to intern with you for three months. And so we said, well, sure, why not send him in? So Matt came and lived in our basement after we were here for one year. And uh, that turned into about 18 months, I think, isn't it? A year and a half, Matt lived in our basement and uh, corrupted our children to the point of we needed much prayer afterwards. But, <laughs> no, I always tell the story of Matt growing dreadlocks when he was here. <laughs> and the beeswax waxing his dreads and that's when I knew Andrea loved him because she showed up and started waxing his dreads for him I'm like this girl loves him 
So when he moved out, Betty burnt every pillow. <laughs> it had Matt's impression. It was kind of like the Shroud of Turin with Matt's hair with the dreadlock. <laughs> anyway, we had lots of fun. Amen? And, uh, and I think that was the best year of discipleship school, by the way, Matt. But anyway, I'm not going to say anything. That's a, they're all good. Every one of them was amazing. But you know, Matt, I, I know this, you're not done. And uh, as I was praying, I felt the Holy Spirit give me a, a word for you guys. And I want to read the word, actually. It was a scripture. It says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were his heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with a foundation whose architect and whose builder is God. You know, for two years, we've been talking, Matt and I, and the leadership team really has been involved in this process for quite some time. And knowing that, you know, Matt, every one of us uh, has a metron, which is our sphere of influence. It's a Greek word that just means the sphere of influence in which you live. And, you know, your metron is, has been, you know, God has been placing this on your heart to grow, this sphere of influence. And it's really not going to grow until you go. That, that's the way it is. And, and you and I have had this talk for well over a year where I said, Matt, I release you. You know, it's not our vision is to multi-site churches and but Matt has a different calling, a different metron on his life. And uh, I believe that as you step into this, Matt, this is when God is going to show up. It's not going to happen until you do it. And so this is part of the process in which we started a good year ago to say, okay, by May, we're done. And, uh, you know, we never feel ready in that moment. We never feel ready when we pull that trigger. It's like, okay, whoa, 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 then maybe another few more months, you know, but it, it, it's now because the Holy Spirit is launching you into a new sphere of influence, right? And with that will come new problems and new training, and you're being promoted uh, into incompetency. <laughs> but that, that actually means you need to rely on God more. So that's okay. And what I mean is you'll grow into that rather quickly because that, that mantle has always been upon you. But in doing this, I feel God is... No. The mantle of the metron that God has placed on you. Not incompetency. You're okay. Well, you know, maybe the Lord's saying something to you. I'm not, you know, we're just having fun. Anyway, we love you guys. Um, and we know that this is a huge step of faith. And we, you know, those who have walked before you understand that step of faith. And it's, it's common, just so you know. Though there's nothing common about you because this is your step of faith. And I'm going to tell you when, you, when you take the step, what happens is you move from your faith and your metron, and now you move into God's faith and God's metron, and a whole new level of anointing comes. Amen? So that is an awesome thing. And we want to just, uh, where's your girls? Are they here? They're in kids' church? We're going to leave them there then. We'll, uh, we had a little gifts for them. You got to bring them up, Betty. I bought as much sugar as I possibly could. <laughs> the lady's like, oh, this must be a party or something. Oh, it's going to be a party, I said. <laughs> it's going to be a party. So we got, come up here, Betty. 
Yes, bring the other one too. We'll bring it all. So you're going to have to let the girls open this up. I won't open them up, but there's one for each of them. And uh, just know this, it's a bag full of sugar. And, and, then, and then it's a teddy bear to hold to so they can cry when they come down off their sugar high. But uh, for Andrea, the, it's Taylor's there. She's got the two. She gets two because I gave her less sugar. But I gave her two teddy bears. So she gets two. So you let her pick one. There's a little nice little bear there. Let me find it. Oh, yeah, right there. Oh, look at those. Oh, look at that, man. No, it's scary. You want the big one? Give her the other one. Give, oh, that's a lamb. A little lamb. Look at that. Mom will give it to you. Oh, hang on. Oh, he committed. Oh, sorry. He, he leapt off. No, but look at this. Oh, my goodness. Chips. Yeah, so far. Keep going. Keep going. It's nap time. That's okay. So this is just uh, when they get hyped up on sugar, what we did is we bought you guys a, a family pass to uh, West Edmonton Mall Water Park so that you can do that. And then there's a, you know, a place for you to go for dinner afterwards and all that stuff. That's just a little gift from the, from the church, and the sugar and stuff is from me and Betty. And uh, we're really happy to give it to you. And... Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to call up our leadership team now. We're going to come and pray for Matt and Andrea. You're going to have a chance in just a minute to give a little bit of a love offering, our big love offering to Matt and Andrea. We're just, uh, we, we told you that this was going to be happening today, that uh, to send them on their way. Part of what this, the leadership team has done is uh, Matt and I are going actually to this conference, and the leadership team said, take care of that for Matt. So they, they paid his way for him to go to that leadership conference tomorrow. Uh, we're leaving for the whole week in, uh, in Vancouver. So, And, um, you know, we love you guys, and we believe in you. And, and your story's just starting. Amen? It's not done. And uh, we're going to be looking as a, a congregation of people and celebrating you from a distance. And we're going to still be part of the story. Amen? So it's very exciting that uh, that's part of what, what's happening here. But why don't we extend our hands? We're going to pray for Matt and Andrea right now, and uh, we're going to bless them. So Mrs. Agri and Luke, whoever, one of you four, gather around the leadership team. Where is everybody? You're welcome up here. Come on up here, leadership team. Gather around these guys. Let's step forward a couple feet, Matt. We've got a whole group. Thank you, Lord, for Matt and Andrea. Matt, I have a couple little words for you. I, I saw a destination and a highway leading up to it. And the Lord wants you to know, moving forward, that humility is a low place. But the lowest place will take you furthest and fastest down that highway to your destination. And the second thing the Lord said to me, there are endings and there are beginnings, and there are endings and there are beginnings. And the Lord wants you to see the whole picture and not focus on the endings. Because there's a repeat cycle. And after this ending is a new beginning. So Father, we just thank you for Matt and Andrea. 
Lord, yes, this is an ending, but there's a new beginning as well. And Lord, I just pray by your spirit that you would propel them down that highway to their destination. Lord, that you would give them keen ears to hear the leading of your Holy Spirit. Give them eyes full of vision, not only for themselves, but for those they serve. Lord, and we bless them with reaching that destination quickly. Lord, just give them everything they need financially. Lord, keep them tight to each other, to your spirit, to your will. And Lord, we just ask that you open the floodgates of heaven. You provide everything they need. And Lord, you bless them. Lord, I just pray that they would have such a sense of your peace moving forward, such a sense of your presence. Lord, you'll never leave them. You'll never forsake them. Lord, I just pray that they would move forward in confidence and in blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Matt, so last night, as soon as... uh, as soon as I knew I was going to pray for you and Andrea, uh, a message came to me, and it's be changed by having a new mind. And it comes from Romans 12. And it was more than that. God downloaded to me exactly what that meant is you have had highs and lows. You have had success and failures. You have offended and been offended. These are all in the past. So the Lord wants a new mind so that you can be transformed so you will know the good and perfect will. And in this, God wants you to not have perceived places to go and ministries to do, but to seek him with a new mind. And in that, he will bless you. He will move you forward, and you must take that step of faith. And in that, there's going to be something new and renewed, and it's going to be powerful. And I just bless you and Andrea and your family, and I open up the floodgates of heaven upon you and release those things from the past and open up your eyes, your heart, your spirit, and your soul to be renewed for the things God has for you in the future. In Jesus' name. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the mighty, holy, awesome champion of the church, hallelujah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God, we release this couple into your hands with thanksgiving. Thank you for the training they received while being here. Thank you for the life they imparted while being here. Both are awesome and epic, Lord God, and are necessary. But the story's not done. I I know our story and our connection is not done anywhere near. But Lord, I bless Matt and Andrea. I bless the girls. I bless them with peace. I bless them with great confidence. I bless them with joy as they walk forward. Lord, I'm looking forward to Matt stepping into a new Metron, a new 
calling and anointing to match the seed that you've placed in him. And so, Father, I bless him in Jesus' name. And I just pray that we will together be encouraging them, praying for them, lifting them up, and, and just celebrating this seed that you're launching from this church uh, to see it flourish and bring the kingdom of God in a new way. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give him one more hand, church.